What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Shut, Shut Up, Keep Going. Oh, I kind of went over your line there. Oh, my God. Um, I'm Sydney Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And this is the show where we explore our internet curiosities. hey Um, Kate, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm doing no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me? Um, why don't you go first? Okay. Okay. Do, should you go first? I don't know. <laughs> so my topic this week is Costco and murder. Oh. You have a smile on your face. I've. Do you like Costco? Yeah. No. I don't oh, know. You don't like Costco. I'm a little triggered by Costco just right now because my parents have gotten obsessed with it to the point where they'll like, like, we love a good cheese board, right? A hundred percent. We were just eating cheese before we were. This. We it were just a, eating cheese. It was a some sort of a gouda. I don't. It had like it, it had smoked kind of. Yeah, but it, did it have a little crunch inside? It, there was like a crunchiness. I don't know what <laughs> that, that was intentional? about. It has to be because it was throughout. But but okay, you know, like a classy cheese board. Oh, I you know I love you che- I love are a really cheese good boards. cheese board maker. I have to say, and your wedding had the most impressive cheese board I've ever seen. Thank you. It was very impressive, <laughs> and I feel like no one ate it. Well, no, some people ate it, but it was just so large that it looked like we didn't make a dent in it because it was so big. <laughs> I was just, every time I get cheeses to make a cheese board, I like think of that and I can't comprehend how someone created that. I'm like, that's so many cheeses and different accessories. It's like actually really expensive to make a cheese board. Yeah. TBH. Even if you do something like, I feel like Trader Joe's is like economical and they have like a yeah. robust cheese selection. Like I definitely don't go for super expensive cheeses. Like I don't go to like the cheese shop on Washington Boulevard in Culver City. I have been there before, <laughs> um, but I'll, you get stuff from Trader Joe's and I feel like it's like a hundred bucks. Like it's like expensive. Yeah, it gets expensive. Well, anyways, my parents told me not to get cheese for Thanksgiving because okay. we always do a cheese board okay. just like, that's not even Thanksgiving. Every time we hang out, there's a cheese board involved. I think it's like a way for me and my sister to come home. And they're like, we got the cheese board this time. And it was literally a Costco cheese board. That was just like... So now you hit, you're holding that against Costco? Yeah, I'm pissed. It was like the most bland. It was like the promise of a, like an elegant cheese board. And it was literally like cubes of like, you know, that white and orange cheese. The like blended one? Yeah, it was yeah. very... So that's what I've... Well, and okay. they just, they always get stuff like that at Costco. And it's like, can you just make it? Like, don't... Like, I don't want it on a plastic platter. It's I, not very I'm appetizing. I hate it when there was, when I was at BuzzFeed, I remember. And, okay, we, I promise everyone who's listening, we will get to Costco and murder <laughs> in a second. Um, but I am somebody, oh, I'm hesitating because I feel like it makes me sound like such an asshole. <laughs> but I'm somebody who, you know, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love working hard and I love work, but I'm an asshole in that like, I'm also, and this might be like just my hyper fixation, I think is what it's called. It's like a, like a thing of ADHD. I don't know, but it's just like, if I'm at work, I'm working. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to find my like best friend forever sort of a situation. I mean, this, the position is already filled. Hey, um, <laughs> I was like, by Alex. <laughs> don't tell Alex. Um, 
Um, <laughs> no, but like for real, I feel like, you know, I, I'm totally down to like make friends, whatever. But like, I'm not trying to like stay at work until like 9 p.m. Like hanging with people. Like yeah. I like finished my work. I would I want to go home so that I can work some more on my personal <laughs> projects. No, but I remember it's a BuzzFeed. They were like, oh, like we're doing like a happy hour. I also hate it when work happy hours start at like 6 p.m. It's like, it's like I, don't I know. would like to go home. At now. least push it into but at least if it's a work happy hour, like start at like 30 minutes before the work day ends or yeah. something like have it push into the day. Anyways, they start this work happy hour and the promise was of cheese. And so I was like, okay, I'll stay. And it was a pre-made cheese board. I don't think it was from Costco though. It wasn't that big. I feel like okay. everything Costco is like, it's always like humongous. A lot. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, Costco, I will also say, I think has the best churros hands down um, they're the double rope double churros mm. and it's so hard to overcook them i feel like because they it's double yeah and so it's like always kind of like not soft it's definitely cooked on the inside oh, but it's like I this want nice like so bad amazing i also to be honest they're kind of gross but they're gross and like i also love this is their chicken bake have you I've had never that? had that i really it's bomb. i really <laughs> only get the churros at costco and their oh. pizza oh their pizza is good but so have you ever gotten their hot dog combo? No. Well, Costco has charged $1.50, $1.50 US dollars for its hot dog and soda combo since 1985. Wow. Good deal. Right? Great deal. And it's something they're really passionate about. So Costco's current CEO, Craig Jelinek, once approached the founder, Jim Sinegal, about raising the price of the hot dog and... Senegal said, I quote, if you raise the price, if you raise the price of the effing hot dog, I will kill you. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> so he literally threatened the current CEO with, with death. Uh, so he's very passionate about the hot dog. Um, and in 2009, Jelinek, the CEO, changed hot dog suppliers by building Costco's own Kirkland Signature Hot Dog Factory in Los Angeles and then Chicago, which reduced production costs for the hot dog and let Costco continue to sell them for $1.50. Wow. So he did figure it out. I guess that's when I read that, I was like very impressed. I was like, wow, I guess that's why that guy is the CEO. Like <laughs> he made it happen. He did make it wow. happen. Um, and Jelinek told 425 Business, which is a local Seattle publication because Costco was Kirkland is in Washington. Yeah. Um, in 2018 that he thought people would still buy the hot dog if it was raised to $1.75, which I think is, I feel like 25 cents difference to me is. Let's see. If it's under two dollars, I'm like, yeah. that's a deal. I feel like once you hit two dollars, even if it went up to like one ninety five, I would be kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. One seventy five feels reasonable. But he said, quote, it would not be that big of a deal. People would still buy it. But it's the mindset that when you think of Costco, you think of the one fifty hot dog. Is that what you think of? I think of the double churro. I think of samples. Oh, they're samples. I feel like I don't even want any of it, but it's just the fact that I'm like walking around. Yeah. It's like, oh, hot free food. Remember they used to give out those like pineapple meatballs? 
the teriyaki meatballs. Oh, those were bomb. So good. Ugh. So good. I wonder like what their return on samples is. Do you know what I mean? Like how many people actually end up buying the thing? Oh, my family, every time we would eat a sample, we're like, well, we got to get this now. <laughs> oh, go. It worked on us. The Marie Callender p- chicken pot pies. I remember, I think we got at the sample and then it became like a household staple until. Really? Yeah. And we used to eat them like as snacks. Like they were like mini individual pies. And then we looked at the calorie thing. Really? It was like 900 calories per serving and it was for like three servings the one pie <laughs> oh my god it was kind of oh. but it tastes so good oh really good. oh my gosh and then sometimes like the bottom dough is a little raw oh my god i haven't had it in forever because i don't really eat chicken anymore but I digress. Anyways, so in the 2019 fiscal year, Costco sold 151 million hot dog combos for a total of $226.5 million. Wow. And right, impressive. Jelinek told, or Jelinek said in the shareholder meeting in January, I think it's 2020. I couldn't really tell in the context of the article, which I got this from Business Insider, uh, that he has no intention of raising the price of the hot dog, Mm -hmm. which is great. Now, you might be saying, Sydney, that's an awfully short story. Well, this led me to inquire how I, so I was kind of thinking like, oh, like if the CEO was serious, like if he actually was going to kill this man, like I'm sure he wouldn't have done it himself. He would have hired a hitman. So then I Googled how to hire a hit. Where do you hire a hitman? (laughs) And that brought me to this New York times article about the business of hiring a hitman. Oh my God. Yes. Which I think is just one of those things that I feel like is so fascinating about society because like everyone knows what a hitman is yeah it's in movies it's like clearly exists in our culture but it's like i don't know have i ever like come in contact with a hitman like yeah when i'm like working in starbucks or at a cafe like is there like a, somebody like meeting their potential yeah. hitman? like i want to know like how often these situations are happening just like right under your nose because yeah. it's supposed to be so covert yeah well is that how, how often does it actually happen well okay so this article super interesting so it lists that i'm gonna mess up this name azerbaijani eagles which is a website charges five thousand dollars for murder oh, dang i should have asked you how expensive you think they are I was going to probably say around that. I, I thought it would have been more Wait, expensive. So I mean, you can just log onto a website and be on like. On the dark web. Oh. So there's more. I'll give you more information. How do you get on the dark web? I'm not sure. Okay. But you can get in the dark web. And for people who don't know, because I didn't know this. Uh, so the dark web, basically what that is, is it differs from the traditional internet because it uses technology that hides that. So it keeps everything anonymous. It yeah. hides the identity of the identity and location of the user as well as whoever's running the website. And so no one, like not even law enforcement can find that information. I don't know like what the mechanic is that gets rid of all that information, but it's like purely anonymous, which is why things like hiring hit men um, exists on there. And you can buy like tigers. Yeah. On it. Or like and unfortunately livers. people and like yeah. organs and like stuff. Yeah. It's like really creepy crawly. <laughs> But so this place, um, Azerbaijani Eagles, charges $5,000 for murder. Slayer's Hitman provides more options. For example, <laughs> um, you can get just hire a beating. How much do you think a beating is? $500. 2000 
oh i'm cheap <laughs> but isn't it, it's only it's like just under how like 50% intensely of a murder. beating i don't know i'm sure you could maybe specify <laughs> how much do you think death by torture is oh like ten thousand fifty thousand dollars <sighs> wait okay right Yes. Okay. But don't, don't, do not, don't you worry. So the reason why I felt comfortable saying these names on this podcast is because basically what this article was, was it was looking into the legitimacy, legitimacy of these, like, you know, are people really hiring these hitmen, and, and is it actually a real thing? Like, are they going out and killing people? So going back to what I was saying, there's, there was a screenshot for Slayer's Hitman that includes assassination and you could choose your weapon of choice. Um, you can also choose, uh, there was a category for life ruining things, for example, facial scars, which I don't think are life ruining, but obviously that's like, we'll stay with a person for life. Um, castration. How much do you think castration is? That's awful. I don't 10,000. 30. Oh, it also uses a picture of Agent 47 from Hitman, which I thought was kind of funny because <laughs> it's just like, I don't know if they like That's played like so Hitman hokey. or if like they Googled like Hitman and like They're he like, popped up. <laughs> um, but anyways, experts and law enforcers who have studied the sites, which almost all of them are on the dark web, like I was saying, say that they're all scams. Yeah. So that's why I felt like we could say this and be a little bit lighthearted about it um but they say they're all scams and that there's actually no known murders attributed to any of them uh but obviously people unfortunately do try to put hits out on people yeah and there was actually a case where a nurse from illinois was sentenced to 12 years in prison after pleading guilty to sending twelve thousand dollars in bitcoin to a site hoping to have the wife of her boyfriend killed hardcore Wow. But I, what I thought was so interesting about that is it's just like some nurse from Illinois, like such an unexpected. There was also a case recently, I think in San Diego, where this woman conspired with this guy to kill her husband. Oh, I think I did see that. Yeah. But I think was he like maybe in law enforcement, like he was a mole or some, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. But she just, I was just like, go get divorced. Like, <laughs> well, I'm curious. Like, it made me think, like, how often are people like walking around being like, oh, I would murder this person if I didn't have to do it myself? Like, do you know what I mean? That's like, really I don't scary. think I've ever like looked at somebody and been like, damn, I wish this person was well, it's like, dead. Wh- what problem do you have that the, that you can't resolve that the person just needs to like go away. So a lot of them that I was reading about that weren't like, Oh, I'm a drug Lord and I need this like investigator to cease existing. Cause they're like two on my tail. Um, who obviously if you're a drug Lord, you're doing something illegal already, but the other stuff all seemed like it had to do with like cheating. Like it's like, Oh my, this one, I mean, was the wife of somebody's boyfriend. So the boyfriend was cheating and already had a wife and so they wanted the wife to be killed so that he would be with them okay. or it's like oh i found out my partner's cheating i want like them killed or i want their lover to be killed like it's that that's yeah yeah i don't just know. like break up <laughs> no i know that that's what i find so fascinating so i'm gonna expose myself wait but that's second. like so much money like wait, sorry i just, no, okay. just in case people click out like I'm not going to expose myself and say that I wanted to murder somebody. I You'll find out in a second, but I just, okay, need, no, to, no, no. I just I, need to clear my name. Okay, but okay. Go ahead. What were you no, saying? no. I just feel like that's like, do you care for $50,000 enough to like kill someone? Maybe if like you have, 
like if fifty thousand dollars isn't a lot of money to you, I guess. I don't I don't think I would I mean it was only five thousand on that one. Whoops. <laughs> but I don't know the quality. It's my credit limit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a bigger credit limit than that, okay. Um <laughs> No, on the re- I don't know. Like, I never thought about that. Like, that's so much money. Like, I can't imagine. Like, there's so many steps to, like, hiring a hit out on somebody. That's, like, first you have to actually, like, freaking want somebody dead. Which, like, that, for most people, I think is, like, a threshold that hopefully most people won't hit. But then it's, like, you need to have the capital to actually pay for it yeah. to happen. And then I think about, like, okay, like, I don't like calling my doctor's office to, like, schedule an appointment. I definitely don't want to have to meet up with no. a hit person. No. That just seems like there's, it's too much energy. Do you meet up with them? Like, and I don't like know. have coffee? I don't know. Well, I guess that's why people are using the dark web is to do it online. Okay. Okay. One second. I'm going to finish exposing myself just so that okay. yeah, yeah. I really, I didn't want anybody dead. <laughs> But I did, so every time I think about, you know, going back to that line from the Costco founder, if you raise the price of the effing hot dog, I will kill you, which like as an adult reading, like one adult saying that to another adult, I'm like, like, I I don't think I've ever told somebody like, I will kill you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's the same thing as like people who are like, I will kill myself. You know how, like, I feel like there was a point where maybe we were teenagers and it was, like, more colloquial for people to do that. But as you get older, you kind of realize, like, oh, wait, that's, like, a very real issue. Like, yeah, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, But so all this to say that when I was, I, third grade was a really hard year for me. (laughs) And, you know, luckily it, it was a phase that lasted very quickly. Yeah. But I remember I used to like tell people that I would kill them <laughs> oh my god like if you got mad at them well no I don't really know I so I don't know how often I said it I just have a very distinct memory of like when I realized I was like oh shit I shouldn't say that <laughs> I, it, I was still in third grade it didn't last very long it was a short <laughs> phase but I remember like it was just like I was kind of just like hey shut up or I'll kill you or whatever I think because like I had bullies and so like yeah. I'm pretty sure I would say that to like my bullies just like maybe they'll shut up if I like tell them that I'll kill them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I just remember maybe I was watching a movie or somebody something, but all of a sudden, like I realized, cause my dad used to watch a lot of those, like, like casino and like the Godfather and yeah. that kind of stuff. And so they're like, I'll kill you. And then they like actually killed them. And I was like, Oh, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Um, and so I immediately stopped saying it, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm just, I, my mind, like, I like that. So Raven back to that. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe I was a little third grader walking around telling people I was going to kill them. <laughs> there was one time where my sister, she was in this like weird, like children's choir that they sang for like Wait, dignitaries. Dude, you, I've definitely watched VHS oh of her, of, of one of those choirs. No, you that's the one that I was in. Because I got in it because she, every Tuesday or whenever it was, my dad would take her to choir and then after they would stop and get a Slurpee and she would come home with a Slurpee. So every week I was like, well, I want to get a Slurpee every week. Like, what the heck? So my dad's like, well, you have to join the choir. So I did for a year and then had a really traumatic stage experience where I had to dance on stage and my tights were between my ankles and I was waddling around. 
engine. It's, it was video. like literally like a dream where, you know, like you're, you walk out someplace and an entire crowd is laughing at you. Mm-hmm. I have experienced that firsthand. So anyways, but did that like, how did that affect you? Um, well, you don't see me on the stage <laughs> these days. <laughs> I actually do. Well, I don't know if it affected me that much. I don't know. I kind of laugh about it. I think I was I a little like traumatized, but I was just like, Ugh. like I didn't happens. do the choir anymore. I was in competitive choir for a while. Were you? Yeah. In like fourth through like <laughs> you fourth through like choir, you're just grade. like sing louder and like. No, it was like you like go to like a choir competition and it'd be like all the choirs would like do their little their songs and then they'd be like there were judges and they'd say who did the best. I don't know. Oh, well, that's not really, that's kind of what my sister's was. But hers was like, they would like, like the symphonies would need like children's singers. Yeah, no, I've seen that. So that was her, the choir she was in. I'm dignified. I've gone but to symphonies. one of, one time, I think that she sang for like George Bush or something. Like mm. she sang at some event that George Bush was Fancy. at. And I was in second grade on the playground acting like a tough kid. And I was like this person made me mad and I was like just so you know my sister is gonna sing for the president and so I'm gonna get the secret service to kidnap you (laughs) did they believe you yeah and he was like kind of (laughs) scared that's amazing that's so much better than telling kids that you're gonna kill them I mean that's probably why we're friends now (laughs) that's actually what's like deeply bonded us. <laughs> I know. we threatened seven-year-olds yeah mm. i also in kindergarten paid this one kid named taylor he moved away in third grade mm. um but i paid him i told him i'd pay him a million dollars to be my boyfriend <laughs> did he accept yeah so is he still awaiting payment <laughs> <laughs> payment is still pending <laughs> Okay, so back to the dark web. Uh, There is an academic paper out of Michigan State University by Tom Holt and uh, student Ariel Roddy who looked into hitmen and the dark web. And so basically what they found is promotional material for one site. Well, they basically found, again, like, is this actually a real thing? Right. Like that Mm -hmm. was that's like the big question is, are they just like scamming people and taking people's money? Yeah. Or like, are people actually hiring hitmen and then like, is this a danger to society? Um, And what they found was promotional material for one site claims that people who say hitmen sites are scams are just trying to discourage people from seeking it out and have had they actually have links to articles on the site that say that they helped that site helped commit the murders. But the articles don't actually say that a hitman did it or that the site was responsible but that kind of like begs the question it's like a it's not chicken or the age egg but i feel mm-hmm. like it's like a cousin to that i was literally thinking that which is that it's like but is like the hitman are they so good that it's untraceable and that's why the article yeah doesn't call them out because like would you want to hire a hitman service that like in the article it's like this hitman service did it and like <laughs> we're gonna figure out who hired them. Yeah, it's not like an uber yeah <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Um, But so for skeptics, the site says, quote, we can provide video proof of our services with timestamps. Again, such proof is not possible for fake services. But my question is like, 
what if it's just like a cop being like i'd love to inquire about your service and then they're like well whoop i need video evidence though and they just like send the evidence to the cop like that doesn't seem real yeah that doesn't Seems. Okay, so I have more information that, that will continue. So the representative of another site, I don't know why I thought this was, this isn't funny. <laughs> it's This part's actually not the funny one. There's a funnier oh, quote that I'm I have I'm like later. ready to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just read the quote before I was going to say it. I was like, wait, shit, this isn't funny. So the representative of another site said that proving the legitimacy of the service is difficult because, again, the whole point is that nothing is traceable. So they said, quote, we use ricin in, is it ricin or ricin? It's ricin, right? The poison? I don't know. Ricin in most of our jobs and due to its nature, which does not raise a lot of suspicion. So ricin is a poison that's found in castor beans. Um, But the most prolific... That title was given by New York Times to this man. Uh, research has been done by someone named Chris Montero. It's M-O-N-T-E-I-R-O. Montero? Montero, yeah. Mont- uh, a systems administrator in London who's done all this as a passion project and actually has like a regular nine to five. He just like looks into hitmen on the side. Uh, but he hacked into one of the sites created by one of the most notorious, quote, purveyor of assassination sites, someone who goes by the name of Yura. And after breaking into it, found information on about 283 people who paid for hitman services and found messages that suggest the operators had very little intention of actually going through with the killings. <laughs> So one of the messages he saw was, I need you, quote, I need you to help me do some videos to prove the Basa Mafia legit, but without killing anyone. And without was in all caps. Um, The operator wrote in one email trying to get a contractor to produce lifelike videos. Quote, I am not a murderer and I don't want anyone to be murdered. Which is great on like the moral scale. Like I'm happy to see that. But from like the side of like acting like you're a, assassination yeah like company i don't know um so but because of the way montero um and the article kept referring to him as mr montero for some reason i don't really know why you know most articles it's like gives the first name last name and then you just say like kate franklin and then it's like franklin xyz but it kept saying like mr montero (laughs) which i thought was like really interesting because (laughs) it's like a man of mystery well it didn't do that for anybody else that it talked about only with this person it's like do you have a crush on him yeah (laughs) i don't know why do you want to like kiss him (laughs) why are you so formal Um, but so basically law enforcement agencies are hesitant to work with this guy because, um, because he's like hacking, which I, maybe, I don't, yeah, it didn't really give very much. It, they just don't. But really does he find actual? Well, okay. So, um, his work has led to the arrests of people who paid the sites to connect them with hitmen. Oh, um, wow. but what's interesting is it hasn't, it, I didn't see any information about like arrests being made because it's like, oh, this person called out a hit and then this person died. And so like, this clearly is the murderer. Yeah. Like it seemed, I, 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 aside from this one case that I'm about to talk about, there was nothing that there were no cases that were like, oh, this was clearly done via the dark web, like putting out a hit from yeah. these assassination sites. Yeah. But there is one known assassination that came from a dark web commission, uh, which was a police investigator in Russia who's believed to have been killed by two teenagers. 
I'm making a face. Oh my gosh. Uh, who were hired by a drug trafficker on the dark web. A BBC investigation actually found that it had been commissioned on a dark web marketplace where drugs and identity theft is sold, which is notably different than these hitman sites. So I think similar to probably real life hitman commissions go, it's like, you have to know where to look. It's not as easy as just like walking yeah. into the hitman store. <laughs> one, please. Right. <laughs> I'll take one assassination. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously police are trying to crack down on this and it's a matter of people's safety. But what I think is like, so I don't want to say funny, but just as like amusing to me is it's like, so there's these hitman sites on the dark web and the police are trying to crack down on it. Are they cracking down on it because there's people who are ordering hits on other people are they cracking down on it because the websites are fake and they're taking people's money? Like, <laughs> like oh, what side of the illegal coin are we looking at? No, exactly. Probably, it's probably preventative and also... Right? So maybe that's why they don't... And I'm sure that I feel like they websites- care less about... Okay, yeah, I have the answer. Just morally. I feel like they care less about, like, dumb people losing money trying to kill their loved ones more than like some innocent person (laughs) getting murdered right that's really why they're involved (laughs) they're like you can lose ten thousand dollars i don't give a shit also you're not gonna need it while you're in prison so (laughs) i think you're fine um but yeah i mean i'm sure that there's probably websites alex and i were actually talking about this before you you got here um, but I'm sure there's websites that are actually like the police's websites. They just weren't talking. Oh yeah, about uh, there's an article. I know that with uh, I don't, pedophilia. Yeah. That like. Well, there's isn't there that show? And it's like how to we catch got a predator. Boys. Well, I know someone who oh, knew someone <laughs> that got caught on one of those websites, and it was very awkward. And it was a cop. It was like a cop that oh, posted. God. I know. I hate oh. that. Oh. Um, my question though is, do they know how many hits happen? Is that like a thing that really happens and happens often? I so I couldn't. That's the hard thing. This is similar to my senior thesis paper in high school that I got a C minus on <laughs> because I had quote no credible sources. <laughs> it was on the Illuminati. <laughs> Why did you write that? <laughs> it seemed interesting at the time i don't know why she let me do You're it like have you seen the dollar bill <laughs> that's my source <laughs> take out your wallet <laughs> if you play the beatles back they say the devil <laughs> so that what were we talking about oh how many of these are legit oh is that it's just like it's impossible it's so hard because a good hit good hit i put in quotes i would imagine would be untraceable and you want it to look like an accident so it's hard to like say like is this happening around society i mean i would imagine yes like there's mafias oh yeah at the very least the mafias are doing oh they're they're doing it i know oh i don't want to you might watch it i highly recommend the show called murder on middle beach have I talked to you about it? Mm-mm. I'm obsessed with it. Where's, it's on HBO. Ooh, of course it is. Oh my God, you're going to love it. Do you like true crime shows? 
Okay, so here's my issue with true crime. I actually, I really used to like them. I stopped watching them because I found that like it was kind of in the age of how Netflix is doing all of these like yeah. real life true crime things. And I feel like the way that they handle the subject material, I always come, it just makes the serial killer or the killer like so infamous. And I know nothing about the victim. I, you know, and there is privacy stuff, but I just hate that it feels like it's like commodifying and glorifying yeah. these like horrible heinous acts and so i decided to disengage so i do find it really interesting but i try my best to to stay away because i don't want to encourage like more of it yeah no i get that um <clears throat> there there was like a what's his name ted bundy one on netflix that was to- it was just like look how hot ted bundy is and i'm is like it, was that the one with zach efron no that was also bad that was a movie though not yeah. a documentary the but documentary came out. it was kind of around the same time right yeah yeah but this one, Murder on Middle Beach, it's insane. It's this kid who is in art school, and he was uh, like in the film Wait, program. Are you giving any spoilers? No spoilers. Okay, I was gonna say we should warn the audience, but no spoilers. This is I won't synopsis. give spoilers. If I start to, I'll tell you the synopsis. So he started his mom while he was in college. His mom was murdered, and he for a film class started to make a documentary about it and he interviewed his family members because they were all kind of involved in some way like they seemed involved Mm -hmm. and then is this a documentary it's a documentary oh so the documentarian is it's his mom Oh, that he's documenting about the murder of cool um and sorry not cool and it's really sad but he's amazing his name is madison hamburg and like he is such a sweetie. He like seems like I'm like you need so much therapy because <laughs> like the show is like his family is so nuts and like his dad is like a psychopath. Like it's just and he like interviews his dad and you see his dad like lying to him. But there's there potentially is hitmen involved in this and I was like oh my god that's real like that happens. And it's, re- it's really good. It's only like six episodes and I binged it all in like one sitting because I was like, what's going to happen? Because it's crazy. It's like he's interviewing his aunts and uncles and he's like, did you kill my mom? Yeah, it's nuts. Anyways, highly maybe, recommend. Okay, highly recommend. I, will, I feel like because it's made by the it's really it's really classy mom. and well done. Yeah. And I'm it also involves it. a pyramid scheme, Ooh, which I we love. love. I, I love, love pyramids. How have we not done an episode on pyramids? I was schemes? almost did one. Maybe I'll do one next time or in like a few. There's this girl I know that's in one right now and I'm obsessed with her because it's in just like scheme? she, she, I think I showed you. She like had this video where she's like, okay, so like I'm going to show you guys how you're going to make $1,500 in one week. And she's like, and this isn't a pyramid scheme. And you know, remember on the, that episode of The Office when Michael is like, so I have one guy and then he recruits two guys and then, and then Jim draws the triangle. She literally did the exact same thing. She's like, so you get two people and then they get three people and that's how you get $1,500. I'm like, well, you just built a triangle. So, well, we're not talking about it. I was going to say, I, I don't really understand pyramid schemes. Oh, maybe I'll do that one stay tuned yeah please do because i feel like i don't really do it also sorry i'm looking for a true crime thing it was so good was it um i watched making a murder no it was on hbo and it's like a six-part series and it's about this guy who's like super wealthy (gasps) 
The Jinx. The Jinx. Robert Durst. Robert Durst. It is, I literally just watched it. Oh my god! Like a few weeks ago. It's so crazy. Ah, so I watch. We're not gonna go watch it. Go watch it. We're go not, watch we it won't immediately. Give, we won't give spoilers, but. <laughs> so I do this thing where I'll watch me and Alex will watch something. I'll be like, Oh, amazing. I, everyone needs to watch this. And I know what uh, my parents, they have like, okay, this is a tangent. I love my family so much, but I'm a little bit of a black sheep in my family. Yeah. And everyone, no one likes my movie recommendations and they think <laughs> I am the one with bad taste. Yeah. Throwing that out there. And so no one listens to me when I recommend things because they're like, it's going to be weird and slow and just like too artsy. And I'm like, and so anytime I recommend something that I legitimately think they'll enjoy, and I mean, I've been really good about not recommending things that I don't think they'll enjoy. The last, my last misstep was the lobster, which I think everyone should watch anyways, but they did they were not, they did not approve of me forcing them to watch the lobster. Yeah. But so now what I do is I recommend something and then I sit with them to watch it. And so when we watched Jinx, like I happened to see my parents like a couple days later and I was like, you must watch this. So I finished watching it. It's like six episodes, right? Yeah. And then I sit down and rewatch the entire freaking thing with my family because I'm like, you must finish. But my mom does like true crime. Was things. she in? I mean, it's like she hard was, to not be into that. She, yeah, she was into it, but I feel like everyone like is significantly less into it because I'm sitting with them, forcing them to pay attention. I'm a lot of fun. Hire me for your party. Oh my god. But um, oh, please go watch it. It's it's. <gasps> Uh, I feel like no one really talked about it either, which is crazy. Well, it came out a while ago. But even when it came out, I don't I remember. Don't remember. It definitely didn't have like a making, what is it called? Making, making a Murderer. Murder, which moment. is good. You should watch it. I, I did watch that one. That, oh, you did? I think that was the last one that I watched before I was just like, eh, uh, I'm too, too much. Too much. The like, Jinx I was Tiger crazy. Or anything. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, the Jinx was so good. Oh my God. But Murder on Middle Beach is really, I watched Murder on Middle Beach and then I'm like, I think I'm kind of back on my true crime mm. moment. So then I watched The Jinx and I literally was, <laughs> it was so good. Unrelated, did you ever watch The Night Of? No. I didn't either. Um, but when I was trying to remember what The Jinx was called, I was kind of just like HBO Murder miniseries. Um, and that came up and I remember a ton of people said a lot of really, really good things about it, but I just never watched it oh. because I thought it was shit. Um, the night manager. I don't know why they both came What's out around the night manager. I don't freaking know no. because I was on a flight home from Germany mm -hmm. and you know, they have like all of the shows or whatever, lots of in-flight entertainment, if you will, because you're on this super freaking long flight. And I remember I, they had night manager and I was like, Oh, this is that show. Everybody's, this is like the fifth time I've done this in my life where I'm like, Oh, the show everybody at work's talking about, like, I'm going to watch it and then I'll be able to converse with my coworkers and like be a normal social human being. Like amazing. <laughs> like I can do this. And I watched this stupid freaking thing and they only had like five of the seven episodes for the miniseries. And so like I forced myself, it was one of those things where it was like, I was so far in by episode like four by the time I realized this wasn't what I should be, this wasn't what people were talking about and that I was not interested in it. And I was like, well, I might as well just like finish it, what they and have. they didn't have the rest. They, but then they didn't have the rest. So Wait, I have no idea. But this was has, Night Ever Night Manager. Night Manager. It has this woman who I love. She's a really tall woman and I don't know her name though. And she was in Man From U.N.C.L.E. She was like the bad guy in Man From U.N.C.L.E. Have you ever seen that movie? No. <gasps> Uncle? No, a man from Uncle. It's a like man from Uncle. The man from Uncle. 
it's like so good it's like a spy flick but it's like feels very like old james bond olivia this, coleman no i know who olivia coleman is <laughs> elizabeth debecky debicky she's like super oh. gorgeous and very tall she's also in a thor movie she's like she's in the great gatsby she's in the great yeah gatsby. she's the lady in the great gatsby but so she was in the night manager she looks like so many people in silver lake <laughs> i just like everyone is tall and looks like that in my area is that just me she i feel like she looks like a very like old classy woman who would have a lot of money yeah that's man what, from uncle oh. what the heck i've never Wait, heard is of she this. who played princess diana on the crown is that true that's what i'm seeing good for her oh yeah good for her because she's like a really i really really like her she's just not in a whole lot oh. she's very selective wow but yeah man from uncle's really good alicia uh alicia vikander is in it oh i love her i really like her as well she's so beautiful Uh, she's so oh my gosh she's stunning she's Um, in the anna karenina movie oh my gosh that's her yeah that was her first role oh she was a prima ballerina yeah and she does like a little ballet in it and it's very classy i love it um but yeah i really like her and the costume design in that film is oh might be my favorite of all time like the man from uncle the man from uncle it's Ooh, if any like it. if anything just watch it for the costume design it's okay. incredible immaculate wow. immaculate immaculate um but yeah so hitman hitman and wow. costco <laughs> and costco wow okay so do you think that there's hitman among us probably absolutely oh wait there totally is because sorry i just had like an aneurysm <laughs> um the other day well it was like two <gasps> months you ago a hit? i think well i <gasps> witnessed something no wait no i actually have two stories about oh my this. gosh okay hey. so one of them was i was at a gas station this wasn't a hitman but it's mafia related i was at a gas station by my house and this guy in this Mercedes, like a huge Mercedes SUV pulls up and he is wearing a sweatsuit and chains and he's like Italian looking. I'm not trying to be against Italian, like not every Italian person is in the mob. I'm just saying that. But he comes out and there's another guy standing in the gas station, like further away. And like he, inside the building? Or no, just, just in like, the like in like the lot. The, okay. And the guy gets out of his car and like pulls out a cigarette and goes to the curb and the other guy like looks around and walks over and they just like converse really intensely and I'm just like filling up my gas like watching and I was like that definitely was like a mob deal like it was like very tense it was like totally something it seems they were both wearing sweatsuits (laughs) like that has to be something wait two things one i'm gonna say the unrelated thing and then the okay. related thing so we could come back to this okay the unrelated thing is one year for e3 which is like the big video all the video game news yeah. not all but back in the day it was like the premiere that's where all the video game news got um got talked about and released and you know you end up working for e3 it, it kind of because there's press conferences and then the actual convention so you end up working like it's like six or seven days of just like being on air and i wanted to i was trying to get ign to pay for me to have custom uh velour track shoot suits for every, like one for every day in a different color and they said no um but 
why <laughs> well they don't usually pay for my wardrobe oh. so they, it was a oh. random cost for them yeah. um but i also wasn't sure if they'd let me because i was like well i might just pay for myself to do this because this is stupid and i think it'd be really funny <laughs> um but i was afraid they wouldn't let me we have like a dress code or whatever and that mm. would technically be out of dr- actually it wouldn't because the big dress code is no t-shirt and oh. um that's a sweatsuit so it has a collar listen um but the other thing that i was gonna say i forgot okay hitman oh is how stressful it has to be to be in the mob or the mafia or to be a hitman like that just it's just like your life's on the line all the time but even like to just go to a gas station like have some like weird dealio situation like what if somebody sees you what if the cops are following me like what if it goes wrong like what like do none of them have anxiety yeah, that's the entire premise of The Sopranos. Oh, I haven't watched that. Oh my God, Did they see know. a therapist? That's the whole thing. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like the premise of the show is like, what if a moth, like a mafia boss, went to therapy? Wait, seriously? Yeah. So like the B what plot the of I it. I should be like a showrunner. I know it's so good because like. The B plot is Tony with his therapist. <laughs> it's oh, so I need good. to watch The Sopranos. You should. It's been on my list for a long time, but it's just I feel like anytime there's a, a a show that's like fully out, it's so daunting to look at how many episodes there are. Yeah, I I had that I had that with The Sopranos, and I I got really good advice that the pilot is really good, and then the first season is a little eh. You start on the like six episode where his daughter goes to college and that's when like shit pops off and then from and then you on confused so you just no the i wasn't that confused and then... and then i like skipped a bunch of episodes i might watch them now that i like watch the entire thing but i just finished it like so a month ago six you come back. i don't know if it's it's called college okay and I'll it is that. Sure. like a short film that episode is like a standalone. It's Ooh, I'm excited. Amazing. I'm going to watch it on my really big thing. Oh my God, you should. Yeah. I love this right now. So highly oh, recommend. I'm I mean, excited. some people are probably like freaking out that I, because I know that there's diehards out there. They're like, you can't skip episodes. You can't really skip episodes after that because then you would get confused. But um, it's you would love it. You would love it. It's well, really funny. It, wait, wasn't it? Isn't the one somebody involved with Sopranos like they did Mad Men? Yeah, um, Matthew Weiner. Oh, fuck. He was right. a writer Sorry. on it. Ah. Oh. Okay. Matthew Weiner was a yes. writer on it. And so Mad Men is like. Yeah, yeah. If, for people who it's don't like know, it's better like better than Mad Men. What? <gasps> it is. Oh it is. I have chills. <laughs> it is. Oh, I said no. it. I said oh, it. Oh my god. I really. I had such like spiritual moments with The Sopranos. Stop watching it's it. Better than Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like it because it has the suburban quality, and there's parts of it that I'm like, that is so real. It's so funny because it's about a mob guy living in the su- like dealing with suburban shit. So he'll like go and kill someone, and then his wife is like, "Why didn't you do this?" And he's like, "I don't know." And it's like, it's so funny. Oh, I'm ex- I'm so- oh I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Mad Men is like one of my favorite shows of all time. I love Mad and Men. And Kate also loves Mad Men. And The Sopranos is apparently better. It is. It really is. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Well, so are we? Are we You're on. You're I'm up. on. Batter up. Well, kind of relating to insane people. Ooh. Wait, I have to cut that out, actually. Cut it out. Because that's politically the- not correct. Relating to 
storytelling about figures. Well, cut that out. <laughs> not the one. Not the one. I don't know. <laughs> Relating. <laughs> Do I get? It? Anyways, okay. My topic this week is less of a topic and more of a story biography Ooh. type. So. How I got on this was my college is <laughs> became bankrupt. <laughs> what? Didn't you know that? SFAI. Oh, I thought you were talking about USC. Oh, no. Like, how? <laughs> they have, like, they went bankrupt? Big... Yeah, it's really sad. Like, it's I... gone now? Well. Or they filed for bankruptcy? So, it was right when the pandemic hit. Mm. It was so rough. They, like, two weeks in, they're like, uh, like, we can't, like, like deal with this like financially yeah so they uh were like we're not gonna have any of our students come back we're not gonna accept any new students and we're gonna close <gasps> i know so sad so they're actually closing well no so then they made this big announcement everyone freaked out i was like really sad because i love that school the san francisco art institute it's not a like the commercial one it's a different it's a private art school. I just want to clarify that because everyone thinks I went to the commercial art school. You know, the ones that have commercials. The art institute. It's not that. Anyways. But then they like everyone freaked out and they've been trying to figure out ways to like make it happen again. But it's they they, they were managed terribly. Like mm -hmm. they built this whole new campus when they couldn't afford it. I don't even know what I'm talking about this. Anyways, I saw, so the new thing about how to save SFAI and like keep it going because they kind of are continuing, but it's like really rocky is the school has this mural by Diego Rivera, like in the main gallery and it's super beautiful and like super historic and it's amazing. And so it's worth $50 million. And so like, oh, the debt they have is like $20 million. So they're like, we should sell the painting and we would pay off our debts wait question yeah. so if they weren't is everything like the school is all the artwork the schools or is it on loan like a museum because my question would be if they did go bankrupt and like bounce like who gets to keep all that it's the schools so what would they do with it whoever they owns, would just auction it off yeah i guess whoever buys the building it, it's a really valuable piece of no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not like it's just like, oh, a couple thousand. Like, it's probably like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. of art that yeah. they, the school owns. Sorry, continue. So, well, that's the thing. I don't totally, I guess they would like cut out the wall and like give it to someone. But basically UC Berkeley or the UC system bought SFAI. It like bought its debt. So it technically owns SFAI. Um, but they did still. They, did they do that to buy the Diego Rivera or? I don't know. I don't really understand. But so the UC system now owns the... Sorry, I messed this up so much because I interrupted you trying to ask my questions. It's okay. Um, but so basically, SFAI is in debt. They have this $50 million. Yeah, and they, they want to get out of their debt. So recently, this article just came out in the New York Times saying they might... They're considering selling the mural to be able to continue on. I think that they want to function independently and like get their way out of the UC so they can still they can still continue on. But a lot of people obviously aren't excited about that because that's a huge draw of the school is that there's this historic mural in the school and it's like a part of the school's identity. 
I mean, it's totally like the centerpiece of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know how I feel about it. Like part of me is like, I don't know, just like I want the school to last because <laughs> it's an amazing place. Yeah. But um, anyways, this is so long winded to talk about what I'm going to talk about. But basically some person on Facebook I'm like on an alumni group they were like oh my god like what do you guys think and someone was like SFAI should hire Mark Landis to make to remake the mural once they sell it and I was like who's Mark Landis and they were like oh the famous alumni Mark Landis to make a reproduction of it and I was like who's Mark Landis Sydney Mark Landis is very interesting so this was like the prologue yeah so that was a very long prologue but so sorry clarification yeah before we get into mark landis so the uc system now (laughs) you're really obsessed with own understanding (laughs) (laughs) is it a uc now like i'm it's not a uc it's so weird they like the uc system owns the land that that so it's like they're so the UC system is like SFAI's it's like, landlord? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, to I be honest, I don't totally get it. But I accept it. Anyways, I was like, who's Mark Landis? He apparently went to my school and I looked it up and I found this incredible story about Mark Landis. So we're going to learn about Mark Landis. Okay. Mark Landis is a lifelong painter and former gallery owner. But when he paid a visit to Paul and Lulu Hillard University Art Museum in Lafayette, Louisiana... He seemed like a character sprung from a Southern Gothic novel. He arrived in a big Cadillac and introduced himself as Father Arthur Scott. The museum's director remembers that he was dressed in black slacks, a black jacket, and a black shirt with a clerical collar, and he was wearing a little Jesuit pin. Because he was a priest or something, and because he was going to give the museum a gift, it was they took him for his word because they were like, okay. So basically he was going to offer the museum a small painting by this famous American impressionist, Charles Courtney Curran. And he unwrapped it. It was unframed and uh, it looked super real. Like they were like, oh my God, amazing. And he... super real. (laughs) Okay, keep going. It had a faded label from a gallery in... Manhattan that was real that they sold this painting at and he offered to pay for a really good frame and hinted that he has a lot more of his collection that he wants to give to the museum because his mother was very uh attached to this area and so he wanted to give to the museum so um, then they started asking him questions and he got weird and he was like, I don't know, I travel a lot. Like, uh, like I don't really, I'm, I'm in and out. Like, don't try to find me. Turns out, painted that painting. He forged that painting and gifted it to the museum for himself. Huh? So he's a forger. He's a forger. Yeah. But he forged the painting and then gifted it? Why would you, so, so that so, he could say his... So, yeah, so unlike most forgers, he doesn't seem to be in it for the money, but some sort of satisfaction at seeing the his works seen as authentic. So he never takes anything for it except like maybe a little gift from the museum gift shop. And he specifically always turns down tax write offs. So like he can't like 
you know so he's technically like he's not doing anything illegal he's just lying yeah (laughs) okay so he does it a lot (laughs) he did it like a ton of times wait so don't wouldn't museums have like so that's the thing i mean i've watched thomas crown affair they like have, you've never watched Thomas Crown Affair. I can tell by the way you no, look at I don't know. said that. You should watch it. It's what good. is it? It's from like the early 2000s, late 90s, I think. There's a lot of like sex in it. Okay. Sorry. I was just thinking through. I don't know why I said that. I think because like I used to watch with my mom a lot. And I remember that being always very awkward. Because you just have to like pretend that you weren't <laughs> watching. Um, but it's basically it's with Pierce Brosnan. And it's about like somebody steals... I can't remember some impressionist painting um, from the Met. And it's like about that. Oh, like them finding it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love art theft. I think it's so That's why I think you're going to, you should a hundred. Okay. And it's like a really, it's like, there is some like, what would that be called? Like not 50 shades of gray, but you know, those novels that are written for women who like are like suburban moms yeah. sort of a thing. There is like some tone, like tonality that's similar to that. Yeah. But overall, I feel like it's like a good, it's a, like a good movie. What's Popcorn it flick. called again? The Thomas Crown Affair. The Thomas Crown Affair. Okay. I'll have to watch that. Well, that's basic. I mean, I don't know. That was a stealing. This is, he's forging them. So he did it for many, many, many years to the point where, <laughs> Where so it's technically he's not breaking any laws, although like obviously what he's doing is deceitful. But um, like I said, he doesn't ask for tax deductions, so it's not like he's committing like tax fraud. Yeah, or tax evasion. Um, and he never gets like he never gains anything economically. But the thing is, it's a cost an estimated five million dollars. <laughs> Because of all the work museums have to do to like authenticate. What? <laughs> yeah. So they, so when they see the work, I mean, some of them are like pretty impressive. He's really talented. They look exactly real, but they'll like do like an ultraviolet light and they'll see like his like sketch underneath it. Or they'll see that it's like on like a piece of cardboard that's like clearly not. Yeah. Uh, what's the time between. I don't know if you have this information, but what would the time between like him donating it and like them finding out that it's not real look like this one? They said, where was it? They said it took them like a few hours, but he like already left. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why this is like, so like what? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. So there's this guy, he spends however many hours forging this painting then he goes to the museum and is like, I would like to donate this painting. Doesn't. And then two hours later, they're like, this painting is not real. And then yeah. that's the end. <laughs> I, like, well, no, of- I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily two hours. I should know that. I know it, it has but to I mean, be it's it's somewhat like- lengthy because they've spent a ton of money trying to authenticate these works that are like, not but it's not like it's but it's not like he like oh it got up into the museum no 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 and then like for years it's been sitting there no it's like once because i think i know this for a fact like every time a museum acquires something they like authenticate it but 
the thing is, is they're more willing to just like accept works and be like, okay, yeah, this is part of our collection. If they're gifted instead of when a museum acquires uh something, like they buy it. So they initially will take it and be like, oh my God, like, thank you. And so he'll get the praise that apparently he wants. And then they'll realize after like doing all these like really intense tests that like he just did it at an art, like from supplies in an art store. So these two museum directors got um, Mark A. Toulis of the Lafayette Museum in Louisiana. He became obsessed with this guy because he was like, we got duped and like, I don't know if he's doing this to other people. And so he like started tracing him and it was like really hard to find. He was doing it all over the country, mostly in like the like South and um, Midwest. And so this guy became obsessed with trying to find him. And so they uh, he really wanted to put a stop to it because it just kept happening. And so the way (laughs) the way he got to stop it was to get the University of Cincinnati to set up an exhibition and they called it um, faux real. And they just had an exhibition of all his forgeries and he sent in his Jesuit priest costume and then he showed up as the guest of honor at the opening. <laughs> Wait, what? So I'm confused. did they do that to catch him or did they do? They did it so like he could get the validation that he wants. That's like really nice. This feels well, really wholesome. Is it as wholesome as it sounds? It's wholesome because he does have some mental illness. Okay. They think they think he might be bipolar or schizophrenic or, you know, I don't know. They, they don't say specifically, but I think, well, I haven't watched the movie. I just oh, found out about movie. this recently. There's a documentary called Art and Craft that premiered at the 2014 Tribeca Film Festival that is all about him. Fascinating. And I think he's like a sweet guy. But the thing that I'm obsessed with. So he had this big smash hit of an exhibition of all his forged paintings which I think is and his like costume I just think it's so cute but the thing that I'm obsessed with and someday when I have money I'm going to do this he now has a website where you can upload your family picture and he will paint it for you wait that's cute isn't that cute yeah so you wait can what's get, the website plug the website um I think it's just markalandis.com Wait, he looks like a nice guy. Yeah. Known for painting, comma, forgery. MarkLandisOriginal.com. You can order yourself a paint. He does it. And I mean, he's very, very talented because they're, the forgeries are pretty amazing. Um, but he's an alumni of my college. Okay, so now this makes more sense because I was like confused, I think, because I felt like it was like, oh, look, wait. There's a promo code, NAMI20, and you get 20% off. Okay. Mark Landis should should sponsor our show. We'll reach out and see if he'll give us a sponsorship. Use promo code SHUT UP for (laughs) 50% off. I hope that whenever we start working with brands, I want our promo code to be SHUT UP. (laughs) I know. I hope so. It's, like, really funny to me. Um because then it's like you're checking out and they're like your total is and then you're like shut, shut up. up and then you're like it's less <laughs> it's really that's really cathartic that's gonna be our like a business okay um, does like anyone want to sponsor us yeah if you own a company let us know <laughs> email us please um no but okay 
I can't remember what. <laughs> okay, so not so. Oh, I remember now. But a, I'll say some that. of the museums, I guess. Here's maybe where some of your confused. Some of them didn't look at them too closely and did display them for a certain amount of time as authentic. Mm. Oh wait, he is schizophrenic. Okay, it says on his website. Um, I was diagnosed with schizophrenia at a young age. Wow. No. So the reason why I was, oh, wait, this is really cool. So NAMI is actually National Alliance on Mental Illness. And he donates. And he donates to it. Oh, that's great. That's like really cool. But so what I was confused about is because when you started this story, we're like, so he's a forger and he does this thing and he gives like he does this thing um, and gives forged paintings to museums but you started the story saying that people were like oh he should like just he should do the mural like forge the diego rivera mural um and so i was kind of just like wait i'm so confused why do they want that but then the wholesome ending and that they're just like oh well you know now he's like he's like this nice guy like he's not malicious and now yeah he he could just like paint it he does a really good job at reproducing paintings so he could just paint it back no that's cute i'm down so anyways that's mark landis i just that I thought was, it was really like, wholesome I'm i like, know i feel warm oh good i just i'm like i love stories like that that's like it they they don't exist for money they don't exist for he just is like i have a gift and i i want to <laughs> share it in some yeah. way i'm down for that mark, mark landis. landis we said at the same time Mark, Mark Landis, Landis is the best, best painter, painter, and he is such and <laughs> I'm not thanks for listening. How New awful. episodes Fridays. How awful. <laughs> uh, please come back. We won't do that anymore. I promise. New episodes Friday. Bye. Bye.